It's always good to be with the people of God. I don't take it for granted, and I believe that God is going to speak to us this morning. Uh, my, the title of my message today is Come Up to the Lord, uh, which uh, to continue with the series of uh, Slow Down. Um, but uh, I just really appreciate how we've coordinated the Remembrance Day today. That was so powerful. Um, every time it, 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 it carries a lot of meaning for me personally, and I will tell you why. Um, these people made a great sacrifice for, for us to be at peace, for us to be enjoying what we are enjoying. They gave up their life. Actually, they said, look, they had a cause, they had a purpose why they were doing what they were doing. They were fighting for us to enjoy everything we have now. And I keep saying to myself, what kind of sacrifice am I making for others? What kind of commitment? What, kind, what, what am I giving my life for? Why am I really living? Uh, what kind of sacrifice am I making for the church of God, for my children, for my wife, for my family? For my neighborhood, what kind of sacrifice am I actually even making for this nation? I keep it's 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 for me it's personal. I appreciate. I thank God for do, what they have done, but I also want to apply it to myself. I think it will be it will not make any meaning if we just remember it once and we don't apply it to ourselves. So, for example, uh, Zita, um, one of the founding members of uh, of the church. She will be 96 next week. She was still driving until about two months ago. Wow. She was driving till two months ago. She's got back pain now. Let's be praying for her. And uh, her movement is really, really restricted. But apart from that, she's active. She's doing so well. You know, one of the things I, I, I like to go and spend time with such people like Joseph, even Ivy Lloyd. It was a privilege for Ivy Lloyd, who was a friend to Zeta, that uh, when she was in the hospital, she was about to die. She told her children that she's not going to die until she sees me. Can you imagine? So Richard and I had to go to the hospital. We were there, and we sang songs. We sang him on her deathbed. And she opened her eyes, she nodded. I'm sure she, she listened. In fact, the children were surprised that we've been here for a week and uh, you didn't respond like this to us. <laughs> and um, after we did that, five minutes later, she went to be with the Lord. The same with, thing with Joan. I went to see Joan in the hospital. She had a fall. You know, people like that, that I spent time with, I allowed them to pray for me, you know. Joseph was actually surprised when I got there that, look, for two days, you've not opened your eyes for me, you didn't. She responded to Richard and I, and 12 hours later, she went to be with the Lord. These are people, you know, when we bought, uh, you know, King's House used to, how long ago? Uh, yeah. You know, um, it was a burnt down bakery. These people, they remortgaged their houses, bought that building that we are enjoying today. They come every day to clean the building in those days. 
And when I like to just sit with them and just hear the sacrifice they've made. So it's a challenge for me. It's a challenge to me that what kind of sacrifice am I making for others, for the people of God, for my family and for my children. So I just said I, I just said I should chip that in. That's not part of my message. So slow down and be there. We live in a world where everything is so fast. You know, the technological advancement in the past, let me say, seven or ten years, I can can bear witness to this because that's his field. I can't even catch up with them. So can you imagine what is going to happen in another ten years? They're actually developing some vehicle. Instead of us driving, we'll be, we'll be flying in the air. I don't know what will happen in 20 years. Everything is so fast that it's, it's not possible for us to catch up. As we are sitting down now, there are many people who are planning changes to what will happen next week. Our food, we've got fast food. I was even surprised that even our motorway is smart, smart motorway. Everything is so fast. And social scientists, they discover that our brains are wired not to slow down. Do you know how many decisions you take every day? 35,000. We take average of 35,000 decisions every day. Some of them are inconsequential. Like you are looking at me, it's a decision. Blinking your eyes is a decision. Nodding your head is a decision. So they calculated everything. 35,000 decisions we take every day. We live in a fast world that if we are not deliberate, if we are not intentional, it, is, it, it will be difficult for us to actually slow down. And I want to talk about practical ways to slow down. I even discover when we say we go on holidays. You know, we don't even slow down during when we are supposed to be taking rest. If you are like my wife, we are, when we go on holidays, we wake up around 6, 7 a.m., we have to go out and uh, sightseeing, m- museum, and you say, by the time we get back late in the night, I'm tired. I, I, no, I want to just rest. <laughs> you go on holiday and you are not even resting. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, everything we do, we are some, you know, and when you are at home with kids, you know, there's no rest. <laughs> and at work, you, they, they want you to, you know, there's, um, what do you call it? They, they give you a quota. You have to meet a minimum requirement every day. So you are thinking, what else can I do? How can I meet the deadlines? You are at home. You take some of your, some of your work assignments. You take them back home. When you should be resting with your family, that's the world we live in. Shall I quickly tell you, it's not going to get better. (laughs) Unless you decide to slow down. So I want to look at practical ways of slowing down. So we're going to be reading from Exodus chapter 24. The old chapter. Exodus chapter 24 is about the story of Moses that God had to personally intervene in the 
in the in the life of Moses. So I want us to check the practical ways in which God did did this. From verse one, then the Lord said to Moses, "Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel. You are to worship at a distance, but Moses alone is to approach the Lord. The others must not come near." And the people may not come up with him. When Moses went and told the people all the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one voice. Everything the Lord has said, we will do. Moses then wrote down everything the Lord had said. Very important. He got up early the next morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up 12 stone pillars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he would send young Israelite men, and they offered burnt offerings and sacrifices, young bulls as fellowship offerings to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put in the bowls of the other half, he splashed against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it to the people. They responded, we will do everything the Lord has said, we will obey. Moses then took the blood, sprinkled it on the people and said, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Moses and Aaron, Nadat and Habehu and the 70 elders of Israel went up and saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something like a pavement made of lapis lazuli, as bright blue as the sky. But God did not raise his hand against these leaders of Israelites. They saw God, and they ate and drank. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay there, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commandments I have written for their instruction. Then Moses set out with Joshua, his aide, and Moses went up on the mountain of God. He said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Aaron and all are with you, and anyone involved in a dispute can go to them. When Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days, the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day, the Lord said to Moses from within the cloud, To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud. As he went on up the mountain, mountain, and he stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. This is so powerful. Um, the first thing I want to say is, you know, he talked about the burnt offerings and the fellowship offering that Moses offered after he heard the word of the Lord. We don't need to make such burnt offering this day. Jesus is our sacrifice. He paid the price for our sins. Anything that is standing between us as and God, Jesus paid the price. He shed his blood for us. So we don't need to make any sacrifice again, either to idols, either to the sun, or to the moon, or no, no, no. Jesus is our sacrifice. Is that okay? Because I don't want to go back there again. But verse 1 says, and the Lord said to Moses, come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu. The first thing I discovered is in our spiritual work with God, You know, many times we say we want to go and pray to the Lord. We want to spend time with God. We want to feel his presence. Actually, God is much more interested in you coming up to him. 
He's eagerly waiting for us to come. Many times when we don't go to God's presence, you know what God is saying? I miss you. You don't have time for me. You clean your car, you take your car to the garage. If there's a fault, you take your car to the garage. You clean your window, you over your house. But even for you to spend some minutes with me, I miss you. You have time for every other thing and not me. God wants us to come up and spend time with him. The almighty God. You know, for two weeks, I've been really thinking about God. Please, I said this to myself. We actually disrespect God. I will tell you why. I said this to myself. I was looking. Can you imagine that there are 500 billion galaxies in the world? One of the smallest galaxies is the Milky Way. We are inside the Milky Way. All the sun, the moon, um, Venus, and all those things, they are inside this Milky Way in which we are in. And it's one of the smallest out of the 500 billion galaxies that they have discovered so far. Every, every year, they're discovering 100 billion of galaxies every year. The size of our own galaxy is 500 billion times the size of the earth. We can't comprehend it. The fastest vehicle to travel is the Voyager, which travels 17 miles per second. It means it can travel from here to London in 20 seconds. Can you imagine that kind of vehicle? For that Voyager to travel from the edge of the earth to the edge of Milky Way planet, that is our own galaxy. It will take 100 million years. <laughs> Can you imagine such a God upholding 500, 500 billions of galaxies like that? They also said, you know, if, if you have a vehicle that travels at the speed of light, the speed of light is from one end of the earth to the other is 40,000 miles per, no, it's 40,000 miles or is it kilometers, something like that. The speed of light is something traveling around the earth seven times in one second. It will take that thing 100,000 years to reach the edge of our galaxy. And this God is saying, come up to me. It's a privilege. <laughs> no matter how we try, we can't understand God. But we've, we've got the privilege to spend time with him, to know him. And he's saying, come, come up to me. So when he said that to Moses, I like what Moses did. You know, he went up immediately. One thing Moses did that... I want to encourage us practically to do. The Bible says, everything the Lord has said, they said everything the Lord has said we will do. Moses then wrote down everything the Lord has said. Let's take time to write down what God says to us. Prophetic words. You know, when we were singing this song, I wrote it down again. God is a way maker, isn't it? Miracle worker. Just around 12 last night, a divine and uh, Angela had a baby last week, Sunday. But he just sent me a text. 
that they've been, the, the, the boy has been rushed to St. Mary's Hospital because there is blood in his urine. Within two days, he has, his weight was 3.7 kilograms. It dropped down to 2.5 kilograms, and there was an alarm. They were, everybody was panicking. So I just sent the messages to all the pastors in Central and the prayer team. She sent back a message to me this morning, six hours later, that everything is normalized. Within, can you imagine? So it is, you know, when we were singing, I was just thanking God. Let's write some of these things down. Let's take note of them. That God, you did this three years ago, you can do it again. That was what Moses did. To slow down, you need to go. When you're panicking, we'll get to a stage where there will be storm. Why, where, when everything is going so fast, why we are confused sometimes, we don't know what to do. Go back to what God has said. Rian can bear witness to me. There are many times she's given some prophetic words. And I'll tell her, please write them down. And I'm meditating on them for several years. She's here, you can ask her. I don't joke with such things. When God says something to you, write them down. Meditate on, on those things and say, God, what, what do you mean? How are you going to do it? It gladdens your heart. One practical way to slow down is to write things down. You can always go back to them. God, you said this to me several years ago. I believe you, you will do it again. So, in verse 9, Moses and Aaron Nadab and Abihu and the 70 elders of Israel went up and they saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something like, can you imagine these people, they, the Bible says they saw God, <laughs> isn't it? And the Bible says nobody has seen God, but I'm so happy because the Bible told us what they saw. <laughs> How can this God who holds 500 billion galaxies, you know, how can they see him? But they can feel him. So, look at what the Bible says they saw. A pavement, something like a stone. A pavement made of lapis lazuli, as bright blue as the sky. I'm happy they said it's like, <laughs> but we can meet with God. The most important thing for us to do when we slow down is to encounter God. You can encounter God in your own way. God wants us to encounter him. And you can describe what you feel, how, it, how God came to you. You can say, wow, God, when you were, met with me, it was like a shining light. Yes. For some people, it could be like, God, I just felt your presence. Everything just looked dark. That could be God. But encounter God in your own way. When Paul or Saul encountered God, he became blind. So we can encounter God. Please, God is someone we can encounter. We can, we can meet with him. We can commune with him. And he wants to commune with us. The next thing I discovered is, you will notice that the Bible says, they actually ate with God in verse 11. But God did not raise his hand against these leaders of Israelites. They saw God and they ate and drank with God. The next thing I want to say, God meets with us. Please don't let us neglect this as a community. I know some people say, I can meet with God in my house. I can meet with God in my room. Can you see the community influence? God meets with, with the people of God as we meet together. And we can commune. So when we break bread, it's so powerful. I don't take that, for light, uh, I mean, I don't take that lightly. 
The Bible says these people, they ate with God and God did not raise his hand against them. That is wonderful. What kind of experience do you have when you slow down? What are you going to say about your experience? That God, you met with me. I drank with you. I fellowshiped with you. I interacted with you. There was an intimacy with you. This was what I saw these people doing. Now, after they've done all those things, <laughs> Moses now took Joshua with him. In verse 15, the Bible says, Moses went up on the mountain. Now, the next thing I want to say <laughs> is, this is where we have some issues from verse 13 and 14. Then Moses set out with Joshua, his aid. And Moses went up on the mountain of God. He said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Aaron and all are with you. And anyone involved in a dispute can go to them. The next practical step about slowing down. Many times. What occupies us? We think we are the only one that can do it. And nobody can do it better than us. Do you see that it was difficult for Moses to delegate to all the other leaders? He said, look, if there's any problem, you solve it. Even, you know, our work preoccupies us to the extent that it's difficult for us to let go sometimes. Moses found this very difficult. In order to slow down sometimes, we need to delegate things. Thank God I have children now that... uh, they are teenagers. Their combined age is about 56 years. <laughs> I keep telling them, you are an adult, 56 years. <laughs> I show them how to do things. We do two things together. Like yesterday, we were all in the kitchen cooking food, and within a few minutes, few hours, we finished the food. I could go and spend time with, uh, to do a bit of study. Oh, it was a big celebration for me when I stopped changing pampas. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, you are you are just starting, isn't it? <laughs> so let's delegate things. You don't need to do everything. You need to find a way of freeing yourself. We need to be intentional about these things. This thing will not happen instinctively. We need to plan ahead to meet with God. That was what. Then sometimes when we are about to meet with God, you are even in the place of meeting with God, then you remember that, oh, you've not really charged your phone. You are trying to meet with God, you say, okay, let me go and deal with it. Then you, your plan of meeting with God, you go and check it. Then before you know it, you just open your WhatsApp and somebody say, hello. <laughs> you know all those things they send on WhatsApp, video and all those things. Before you know it, you've spent 20 minutes. You are planning to meet with God. And I don't know sometimes whether you are like me. You are in the place of meeting with God. And then you're just remembering your friend in America. You're remembering your love riser you are going to bring next week for the meeting. Something just preoccupies you. Why is it that when you want to meet with God, is that's the time something will begin to preoccupy you? We have to be intentional. We worry about so many things. There are times, you know, you are in that place, you've gone to work, and you discover that, did I switch off the iron? 
and you are getting worried. We, you know, so many things worry us. Should I give you a breaking news? Should I give you a breaking news? 85% of what you worry about will never happen. <laughs> I know in those days when, when, when we had our children, you can testify to this. You know, few days, few months, they're sleeping. Your baby is sleeping. You want to go and check whether he's still alive. <laughs> he's still breathing. Then you go back. Then you say to yourself, are you sure you really check properly? No, go and listen. Check whether the heart is going up and down. You see, we just worry every time. <laughs> you know, those are things that distract us. And you know what God did to Moses? I like what God did in verse 19. When Moses went up into the mountain, the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six, day, the, six days, the cloud covered the mountain. And on the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses. Did you see? For six days, God did not say anything to him. I was just thinking if it, if it was me. I was there the first day. Nothing. Second day, nothing. I said, well, God, probably you are not there. I will come back another day. We need to persist. Persevere. That's the meaning of slowing down. That even when we have not heard anything, you are still there. God, you asked me to come up. I know you are interested in me coming up. I will still wait there until I hear from you. Things can be going out out there, but I know you will settle every other thing there by your grace and by your power. But this time is for me to meet with you. I've come with my note. I need you to speak to me. That was what Moses did. And the Bible says, on the seventh day, the Lord spoke to him. Let's take an example from Jesus. I call it times of refreshing. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. Practical ways of slowing down. Mark chapter 1. It's, it's so, it's, I like, I, I just like Jesus. <laughs> I'll tell you why I like him. I used to think, you know, that when Jesus came, he was God on earth. And he came with his power and with his glory and he was not human. Look at what Jesus did in verse 29. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went to, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. In fact, no, before we, before we go there, verse 25, you know, he dealt with a demon uh, there and they said, come out of him. The impure spirit took the man violently and came out and all those things. And the Bible says the people were amazed. And after he left there and a new teaching with, and all those things, is news in verse 29, news about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Is this not a celebrity? Verse 29, he went to the house of Simon to heal his mother. Verse 31, so he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening, after sunset, people brought to Jesus all the sick. Please take note of that. Can you see that Jesus was actually busy? It's as busy as us. 
I used to think that Jesus was just having everything easy and nice. He would just wake up anytime and just say, be healed. And he would just go and preach. Can you see? The old Galilee came to see him. The next day, he went to visit pastor. I was think, talking to myself, Kufo, no matter how much um, busy you are as a pastor. Mm-mm. Take an example for your, from your senior brother who lived here. He went to see so many people because as soon as I leave there, I'm going to pray for this boy in the hospital at St. Mary's. No matter how busy you are, you know, and after he did that, I was reading verse. Which verse am I reading? 32. That evening, can you see? That evening, not the next day. That's what I wanted to bring to us. After sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town, <laughs> no few people, the whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. What kind of work is this? He healed all of them. The whole town came, and he was praying for them and healing them. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Verse 35, very early in the morning, that's what I'm saying. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So, even Jesus, as busy as he was, he still found time to slow down. Please, let's find time to slow down. Let's create a space intentionally. Now, when we slow down, this is the next thing I want to talk about. Mark chapter 6, verse 31. I'm, I'm rounding up now because I want us to spend a bit of time to also pray. Yes, Mark chapter 6, verse 31. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. The next thing I want to say is, do you know that it's possible for us to report all we have done and said to Jesus? We are very quick to talk to our neighbors about our struggles. We are very quick to talk to our friends about our struggles and we can complain. Jesus is saying, have you brought that thing to me? What you have done, the way you reacted, have you brought it to me? That's why I want you to slow down. Do you know that at work, they make you to slow down? That's why you have CPD, Continued Professional Development. You do risk uh, assessment, isn't it? Because you have to slow down. Intentionally, they even create it at work for you to slow down. They can call it any other name, but it's about slowing down. The way you reacted at work, Jesus says, bring it to me. And when you bring it to Jesus, you know what I discovered? He will tell you the truth. He said, actually, you are wrong. Or sometimes we say, yes, well done. What have you done? Have you reported to Jesus? Even if you made a mistake, so whether it was negative or positive, they reported to Jesus. What a way to receive strength. I can, I can go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I prayed. I prayed. But you didn't heal the sick. You know, 
The Lord said, well, I know what I'm doing. Oh, that's why I like uh, the mother of Jesus, Mary. You know, they went to a wedding and the wine ran out. I like women like that. Jesus said to them, look, my time has not come. You know, he told all of them, my time has not come. That's why I like Mary. We need to be persistent like Mary. Say, look, whether your time has come or not, wine has finished. Please go and say to them, I know you will do it. <laughs> because it's been, it's, it's, she's been used to Jesus. You are the only one that can help them. You are telling me your time has not come. Your time has come. Please go on. Go on. <laughs> and Jesus had to do it. What you've said, have you reported to Jesus? What you did, have you reported to Jesus? What they did and thought. That's why I like the disciples. There was a time they came to Jesus. They said, Jesus, <laughs> we went to the town you sent us out. We saw demons flying out. We saw people healed. We saw everything was amazing. You know, sometimes we feel so good like that. We've had a good day. And Jesus says, why are you rejoicing? Do not rejoice that demons are flying out and uh, uh, people are getting healed. But rejoice, the most important thing. Don't be carried away with that. It was me that was doing it through you. Rejoice that you, your name is written down in heaven. You have a record with the Father. You have a connection with the Father. You have an intimacy with the Father. So you know what it is? They were rejoicing at something. He was saying that's not the priority. The most important thing is that one. So when we come to Jesus, when we slow down, this is what he does. This is what he's going to do. Verse 31 says, Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Some of you, Jesus needs to say to you, go and get a rest. But you are saying, no, Jesus, who is going to do it? Jesus said, come apart. I was thinking Jesus should be sending the disciples and say, go and heal the sick. Look, people are perishing. Go and, go and preach the gospel of the kingdom. He said, no, just come. Some of you, you need to rest. Honestly, practically. You need to take time out and debrief yourself. And just go and spend time with Jesus. You say, where am I going to get the time? My day is occupied. Are you more busy? Are you busier than Jesus? He says, you need a rest. Take time out. Come and rest. What's the last thing I want to say? It's in Psalm 25. And that's going to be our prayer. I want us to pray together, but let me just uh, give you the prayer points in Psalm 25. The next slide, please. Psalm 25. Yeah, 4 and 5. Oh, it says, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love for they are from of old. The next slide, which is amplified, I like that in amplified. Let me read what it says. It says, show me how you walk, Lord. 
show me how you walk God school me in your ways take me by the hand lead me down the path of truth you know when I was young when I was a youth I, I, I used to pray one prayer I used to say God please don't let me go too far in my mistake before you pull me back you know I learned a lesson I got to this country 22 years ago and uh, my wife and I were to travel to London you know in those days we have A to Z some people don't know they've never seen A to Z map (laughs) and uh, you will spread A to Z on the the dashboard (laughs) you see technology has taken all these things away from us (laughs) Uh, so we were going to London and we went on M56. And when we were supposed to make the exit, I, I continued. I said, no, we've not gotten there. My wife said, I'm sure we've, we've missed. I said, don't worry. Let's keep going. I said, are you sure? I said, I'm sure. And we kept going and we kept going. And before we knew it, I, I saw Chester. My wife said, are you sure you've not? I said, no, that's, we'll get to London. Let's keep going. 45 minutes later, I just saw North Wales. <laughs> you know, it taught me a great lesson. And I, we, we had to turn back. We wasted 45 minutes. Concentration time. Effort, strength in driving. We had to turn back. So it's not just 45 minutes we wasted. We wasted 45 minutes going to the wrong way, 45 minutes coming back, and then we started again. You know, I, I pray to God that God, no matter what I'm doing wrong, bring me back. I'm ready to start again. That's the kind of prayer to pray. It says, school me in your ways. I told God, God, please don't ever allow me to graduate in your school. Some people have graduated. God is speaking, we are still stubborn, or we are hard at it. They say, God, no, 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 I can't take that. And you know what God is saying to you is right. You have graduated from the school of the Lord. I want to become more like Jesus. You know, it's God that is saying something to you that is truth. I say, oh, how would this happen? No, I can't take it. You are arguing with God. I say, God, I don't want to argue with you. Pull me back. In fact, sometimes you know what I tell God. Put your hand on my hair. And keep on pulling me. Even if I'm refusing, keep on pulling me. I know it's for my own benefit. That's the prayer I want us to pray. Should we rise up to pray that prayer? Let's pray together that God, I want you to pray for yourself. That God, show me your ways. Teach me your path. School me in your ways. Take me by your hand. Lead me down the path of truth. You are my savior. So let's just spend about one or two minutes to pray that prayer.
Yes, Lord, we thank you this afternoon for your word we have heard. You've told us the practical ways of slowing down. God, thank you for the people that made a lot of sacrifice for us in those days. As we remember what they've done, Lord God, and we're saying we are putting ourselves in that place. Even to sacrifice time, to spend time with you. To see what we can sacrifice, what we can commit persistently in order to advance your kingdom. Lord God, we say today, Lord God, we are in that place where we want you to school us. We want to become more like Jesus. God, in nature, in character, in our behavior, we are praying for that, Lord. And that comes by us spending time with you. We pray that everything that would distract us, we come against them, Lord God. And we pray that you will help us to see that we have to be intentional about this. We have to be deliberate about this. And that's our prayer. Show us the way, Lord God. Lead us. Take us by our hand, Lord God. Instruct us. Guide us. We want your blessings, Lord God. As we practically do this, I know you're going to speak to us. For us to just take time to rest. Take time to listen to you. Take time to let you know what we have done. Taking time to let you know what we have said. Whether it's wrong or, or, or right, we say we want to come to that place. Thank you. You are so eager to have communion with us, Lord. God, this friendship is great. Please, Lord God, in any way that we have failed, we just pray. God, we repent and we ask for your grace and your mercy. Lord God, that we want to walk with you. We want to fellowship with you. We want to be intimate with you. This series about slowing down, Lord God, we want to take it seriously because you know you are going to bless us. There are some of us here, we need to take practical actions in making this happen. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.